This is Welcome to the Ville, the official podcast of the Louisville Cardinals. I'm Nick Curran. Thanks for uh, tuning in again today. We invite you to check us out wherever you get your podcasts. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Stream, subscribe, rate. We invite you to do all those things as well as download and certainly uh, would appreciate it if you throw some stars our way. This week, our guest, the head coach of the UofL softball team, Holly April. Holly, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Uh, hanging in there uh, as everyone is and and uh, getting back outside a little bit with the weather turning nice. Uh, h- how have you spent uh, a lot of this this time, you know, uh, especially in the last couple of months at home during during the uh, the, the pandemic? Yeah, I've, you know, I've really worked with with my whole staff to maintain a good communication with our team. Um, Some of that is, you know, as we're heading into summer is changing up a little bit, but just working through all of that, obviously getting very familiar with Zoom and and other methods of communication um, so that we could see each other face to face. I think that, you know, it's been awesome. The, The weather I think every day that the weather was really nice, all I could think of is we should be, I wish we were out playing right now. Um, And I think it really, you know, I really noticed, I mean, I always am paying attention to the weather, but especially on the days where we could have been out there, it seems like we had a really nice spring and maybe that was just me making that, you know, making that up, but I felt like it was really nice weather and yeah, just uh, trying to just keep working on things with my staff and, and working with our team, like I said, as best we can. Yeah, and, and different times for everybody. Go, going back to last year real quickly before everything um, sort of happened, uh, you guys had finally gotten to, to come home and play at home and had won three out of four, just starting to, to well, we're right about to start ACC play. And it seemed like uh, maybe your, your team was really hitting its stride right before the season came to that abrupt halt. Yeah, I really think that we were. We were really coming together. I think, you know, we had – we had a challenging schedule and, you know, regardless of, of that, I think that we were figuring a lot of things out in both conversations with, with each other, you know, team talks that we had had and things like that, that were, you know, related to what was happening on the field, you know, working to get to know each other better and, um, you know, just, just getting in sync with everything that we were doing. So I think that, you know, it's a long time to be on the road every, you know, the weather obviously is a piece of that where through the the bulk of the early part of the season we're on the road and being able to come home I think was you know really exciting for us to be able to play on our field but also to just you know we built our schedule and in order to you know challenge the team and for them to be able to respond through and and in that and I think that uh, we were really getting things figured out as we came home in the last weekend. Yeah. And, you know, talking about getting things figured out and kind of uh, the team coming into its own, uh, how much does that excite you? I I mean, I know it still seems kind of a long way away, but it'll be here before we know it. Getting ready for the 2021 season. How exciting is that with uh, with what you've got? And and uh, obviously, I know the the NCAA granting that extra year of eligibility for the seniors that want it as well. Yeah, it's, it's very exciting. I think it's, there's been a lot of obviously new and different things that um, we've encountered both for, you know, as a staff, as an athletic department, as um, you know, for the, for our team, but um, yeah, we're, we're really excited about where the team is headed. Um, 
I think that we will build off of that momentum that we had from our last, you know, our last ability to play there. And, you know, like you said, we didn't even get an opportunity to play a conference game half. Well, I'm not exactly sure if it's half, but um, definitely some teams in the conference, um, you know, were a couple weekends into play. So um, there was certainly some of us that hadn't played yet, but, you know, just seeing where we stood within the conference is, is, is always a big, a big part of, you know, we kind of segment our season in terms of how we attack it. And we were through that first part of, of tournaments and uh, yeah, we were really, we really are looking forward to building off that momentum of our last, of our, of the tournament that we hosted. You, you, you mentioned um, you, you've stayed in contact with, with the players and zoom and, and that's been big for everybody during this. Um, I, I'm guessing Various players, depending on where they are, have had probably varying access to, um, to to workout facilities and fields and that sort of thing, right? So everyone's probably been pretty different depending on where they are in the country. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I've learned about everyone's backyard, uh, what they have access <laughs> to. That's a lot of what we spent time talking about is to ensure in trying to facilitate, um, you know, equipment, what equipment everybody had, what they, you know, what they could use. And everybody's been really, really resourceful. A couple of our kids actually have batting cages in their backyard. Um, so that's been, you know, that makes things a lot easier. But um, we've been resourceful, like I said, and have been able to, you know, both in our strength and conditioning program and in being able to utilize, you know, what you have available to you and things like that in order to, to continue working and getting better. I know something that's a big part of college athletics that never stops is, is recruiting. What, what has recruiting been like during this? Recruiting has been a challenge for sure. I keep using that word. I think it's because I, I use the word challenge when I'm, it's just different, but it doesn't mean that it's not getting done or that we're not accomplishing. It's just, sure. uh, you know, things present in a different way. So you have to figure out, uh, unique ways of, of working through them. So, um, recruiting, a lot of that is, you know, well, all of it, um, other than phone calls and things like that is through, um, you know, cameras set up beside behind fences as now that our kids of our, our kids, all the people that we're recruiting, um, all the, the younger athletes that are out playing, um, they're getting back into it. So this is like the second weekend of that. And just kind of dealing with, um, we're not talking about a, you know, a, six, eight camera, uh, ESPN broadcast here. So that's kind of the challenge of it, of being able to see what's happening and things like that. When you're looking through a, you know, a lens that's behind a backstop. Yeah. Not being able to, to get out there in person right now. Um, yes. Want to go back to the 2019 season real quick too. your, your first, um, with the program and, and, you know, first year you took over, for Sandy Pearsall, who had, who had been the head coach the entire life of the the program um, at mm-hmm. U of L, and and able to lead that team back to the NCAA tournament, that had to be a, a pretty special year with all the success in nineteen. It really was. It really was. You know, coming in here, I knew that um, you know Sandy built a, a tremendous program, and I was honored to be able to take over and um, just a a really. I was so proud of, of our, of that group of young women and how we came together. And, um, you know, it's difficult when you have a new coaching staff and things like that to, 
um, you know, adapt right away and figure out um, how things are going to be run and adjust to each other. So I think that was, you know, I really credit, I credit the team and how we were able to come together. And uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a special season. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I wish I could have, we could have advanced the super regional. That was certainly our goal um, and then move forward from there. But I think that we, you know, it was a, it was a season I'm certainly proud of. One of the the numbers from that season that kind of jumped out, 106 stolen bases, which was a school record. The, the old school record had been 68, so that was uh, pretty blown past, as it were. Is that is that your uh, a product of your coaching style? Is that is that a philosophy you have, aggressive base running, or is that uh, more because of the personnel you happen to have? You know, it's, it's kind of a combo. I think, you know, you recruit your personnel for the way that you want to play and what your coaching philosophies are. Um, in this case, you know, there wasn't, I didn't recruit this personnel, but I certainly was able to evaluate it. And I like to play to the strengths of the people that I have. Um, Mm -hmm. now, is there a certain type of game that I like to play? Yes. And I do really enjoy aggressive base running. Um, I think it's a way to, um, you know, make things happen, but I think that's part of my overall philosophy is I like all parts of the game. I'm, I, I'm not necessarily a coach that is just sort of waiting for something to happen or the big hit to come. It's always nice when it does, but, um, I like to, you know, push the envelope and have, have our student athletes prepared to do all kinds of different skills, um, and have them comfortable in those skills so that we can utilize them whenever, you know, whenever we feel like it's going to, to maximize that. So in in trying to set up our, our team for success, we do a lot of that evaluation, but as far as the, you know, the base dealing, that's a credit to the kids and their, you know, our student athletes and their ability to, to do that. And then I guess it met up, yes, with my philosophies and the way that I thought and that my staff and I assessed that we could win games. In that 2019 season, as mentioned, your first, you had been the, the head coach at, at Pitt the, the 10 years previ- previous and, and at Pitt longer than that. Um, what was that like to... Um, get a new job at another school in the same conference and at a school that, that Pitt had been conference mates with a lot going back to the big East. And then of course, into the ACC. Um, so I would imagine some familiarity for you, uh, given that you'd been in the same conference as Louisville for a long time. Yes. Yes. I, I would say a little bit out of the norm. Definitely. Um, I mean, from my perspective, it provided, you know, a lot of the, it informed a lot of my decision. I I had been to Louisville numerous times. So uh, I really liked the city, really liked the campus and particularly the athletic facilities. And, um, you know, those things were were helpful in my, in my decision for sure. Um, I think that, yes, definitely, definitely unique. And I was certainly aware with the history and tradition of the program, which, also brought me a little bit of familiarity with the, you know, not as people, obviously, but the um, performance and the, you know, on the field performance of, of the team and what the team had, how the team had performed in years previously. So um, I think that, you know, all of those things kind of, kind of went into it, but yeah, definitely unique. And, and like you said, uh, history, not just from in the ACC, but also back to the Big East, like you said. So it's quite a long time that I have been competing against Louisville. So 
what kind of thoughts did you have maybe even beyond the program, but uh, maybe even on the city and the chance you'd had to come here? And I know it's, it's very business focused and traveling and on the trips, but uh, did you have any sort of thoughts about the city of Louisville as you were, you know, kind of mulling the decision about whether you wanted to come here? Yeah, I certainly did. And I thought that, um, you know, I guess this is a, a narrow viewpoint, but as a, co- a coach of an outdoor sport, I certainly, the weather impacted uh, my decision. Um, being able to be outside as much as we are. Um, some of the girls would probably don't like it that we go out some on some days where it's pretty cold, but, um, you know, we get out there and I, I think that's a huge part of, it's just fun to be outside for a sport that you're, you know, that is played outside. So it's, it's hard to ignore that. That's a, that's a factor. It is, um, you know, I grew up in a cold weather climate and I'm used to used to that, but at the same time, um, I had a, an appreciation for that. So I think that, you know, Louisville's in a great location. I think that in terms of being able to travel to play other opponents and things like that location wise, it's great. And then in terms of just the, the city, um, you know, I hadn't really had an opportunity to explore it too much or to see too much when I had been here, although I had been here a good bit, it was mostly like you said, a business trip and just being able to see the campus. But, you know, now that I've been around the city a little bit more, it's certainly a place that I, that I really enjoy and have gotten to see more of, and there's some great parks and, you know, a lot of great things here that, um, especially, like I said, for being outside that I really enjoy. So. And we're starting to be able to enjoy a lot of those right now. You, um, you, you mentioned it, we'll get more into your playing days here in a second, but you, you played at UMass and, and obviously coached a long time at Pitt and, and grew up in the Northeast as well, as you mentioned, um, how, how different is softball and, and kind of the whole sport given the climate up there as compared to, you know, somewhere further South, are there kind of big differences in the way you have to go about things in the Northeast? Um, I think the, probably the biggest difference is just that the inability to get outside as much to play the game on the dirt and, you know, in open space. So there's a lot more time spent in a, you know, in a dome or inside a building of some sort, which obviously has its limitations. Um, I think that sometimes the seasons, um, I don't really remember this happening as much when I was a kid, but now like there's a lot of things that are obviously a lot different. Um, you know, you end up sometimes compressed where you're playing a lot of games in a very short amount of time because the weather just doesn't cooperate. I know that happens in like the high school seasons in a, in, in a more, um, you know, a, a less temperate climate than here. Um, so I think that's a little bit of a difference. Um, you know, as far as, at the collegiate level, I think it's probably some of that same thing, just not being able to kind of get outside and then sometimes a compressed schedule. And absolutely. And, and getting into your playing days, obviously a, a very successful career at UMass. And um, as part of that, you guys had a chance to go to the, the college world series back in 1992. And, and what was that experience like, um, you know, making the, the college world series and, and, you know, climbing, that mountain. And that's not something a lot of people get to do. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because of all of the, obviously there's no live events to play. So there's been some, um, old broadcasts of different games that I've really enjoyed watching on ESPN, old softball broadcast games, and just seeing, uh, what the facility looked like in Oklahoma city from, I mean, obviously I knew it had changed a lot, but just dramatic changes, which is, 
you know, says so much about not just the time that's passed, but uh, how much uh, has been invested in our game and how popular it is. So I think, you know, but having the opportunity to go there as a student athlete, um, it's, it can't really put it into words, you know, it's just such an exciting um, thrilling experience, even then when it wasn't as, I guess you could say less hype around it because there wasn't, you know, the, we didn't have, um, you know, so many things in terms of technology, but the, you know, obviously broadcasting on ESPN and stuff, the game was broadcast, but in a much more limited fashion, um, our games were in the college world series was broadcast that year. Um, but just a tremendous experience and something that I try and relay and relate to, you know, the current team I'm coaching about what that, what it takes to get there. Um, and the, just the, the sheer joy of making it that far. Had to be an amazing experience. You, you, you were an outfielder and a pitcher, um, playing and an a10 rookie of the year player of the year a couple of times pitcher of the year as well how you know that combination uh pitching and playing outfield how has that maybe kind of shaped um what you your philosophy is and, and how you go about coaching yeah it's it's shaped it a lot um i would say um it certainly impacts my recruiting and the type of player that i'm looking for um I certainly value people with, with, uh, versatility. Um, and I think that, you know, sometimes you're trying, you look for that reflection of yourself and, and some of those aspects that you brought to the game. Um, so I think that, uh, that's definitely a factor. I think that, you know, probably in this game, there's a lot more of in the game that we're playing today, more, um, although there's tons of tremendous, tremendous athletes and the game has advanced so much, um, some of the pitchers have, you know, more of just like, that's the position you play, um, kind of like more how a baseball pitcher is sort of, uh, fit into that framework when you move up to the, my only comparison would be like at the major league baseball level where pitchers are not playing other positions and hitting. I mean, I know they do when the, you know, when they, when they have to, but, um, does that make sense? So I think that like, as like when I'm, when I'm, uh, evaluating or watching or reflecting on what that looks like. I think that, um, I think that there's, there's a definitely, I'm definitely value that value that, uh, that versatility and being able to, uh, to find that in other athletes and pitchers that play more than one position, um, is exciting to me. And that also hit. So that was kind of a long winded answer, but it's definitely a factor. No, definitely makes sense, and, and certainly moving that way more in Major League Baseball now too. If the season ever gets going, uh, you know, with a, a two-way player rule and that sort of thing in there, so that's, right, that's right. definitely a, a trend in the game. Um, you, while at UMass, also kind of a unique thing. You were you were teammates with with Rachel Lawson, who is the head coach at UK. So you guys are now on opposite sides of a very heated rivalry, and and played, uh, played in college together. That has to be pretty unique. I would say it is probably pretty unique. Yes. And, um, I know that's, it's, a, uh, it's fun. It's really fun to me. I think, you know, the rivalry being a part of the rivalry is, is very exciting. I think, um, it back earlier in my career, I worked at the university of South Carolina and that was before, uh, we were certainly a rival was Clemson, but, 
Um, we did not, the Clemson did not have softball at the time. So we didn't have that direct rival in our sport. Um, but to experience, you know, the Kentucky Louisville rivalry and also have, um, a former teammate of mine and actually a former roommate of mine, uh, <laughs> you know, on the other side of that, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah. What do you remember, uh, about playing with her and, and rooming with her in college? Oh boy. It was a long time ago, but, um, you know, I definitely think Rachel was a, uh, she was not as vocal, uh, as she is now. I think that, um, you know, she was a catcher for a while. So obviously me being a pitcher, we had a, we had a bond there. She ended up having to switch to first base. So, um, she had some knee issues going on, which I think she probably still has going on. Um, but she was a really, she was a great teammate. Um, she's just a really good, a good friend of mine and a good person. And I think that those are the things sometimes that we talk about with our team that, you know, that when you look back on your experiences, that those are some of the things that you remember, you know, what your, what your teammates were like, how they behaved, um, you know, not so much about no one's remembering stats. I certainly don't, but that when you needed support, um, on and off the field that they were there. And that's definitely something that, that Rachel has always been for me and has, she's helped me tremendously in my coaching career as well. Um, so been very thankful to her for that. And now just, you know, we, we really enjoy going out and playing against one another as well. Back to you as a player, you spent uh, uh, quite a bit of time working with the, the U S national team as well. What was that experience like getting to, to, to be in that. And, and, you know, obviously that's the, the tops of the tops when you're talking about um, the softball world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was kind of like how I spoke about my um, college world series experience um, as a player, uh, being able to play with USA softball was just a, just a tremendous honor being able to play with the greats of the game. Um, some of whom are coaching now, um, you know, on some of the teams that I played on, um, Lisa Fernandez, Michelle Smith, who's a broadcaster on ESPN, Lisa coaches at UCLA, Dot Richardson is the head coach at, at Liberty. Um, you know, just some of the tremendous players that I was able to be around, some of the amazing coaches. Um, so I think that it just, uh, it informs, you know, how I, how I coach and that experience and helping again to try and make those connections between, um, what that, what that preparation and what that daily, um, commitment looks like and teaching our team, um, that not championship, uh, commitment and level of preparation that you have to put in. So. Uh, playing days ended. How, how did you get into coaching? How did I get into coaching? Um, well, I was playing, so I wanted to play for as long as I possibly could. I really, really, I would be playing now if, if, if I could. Um, but I, I really, I wanted to extend that as long as I could. So I got a graduate assistant position as I was still playing on a women's team that was in Illinois. And I was the graduate assistant for uh, two years at Eastern Illinois University. And that's where I got my first coaching experience. So I would say originally it was motivated by wanting, being able to, I guess, continue school and sort of figure out what I wanted to do, but also still be able to play and compete. And that was during some of those years um, for USA softball. So after I did my graduate assistant position, I um, 
through um, uh, one of the friends that I knew that I that I had played with, I got connected to the jo- a job at University of South Carolina as the pitching coach. And to tell you the truth, I wasn't exactly sure that it was that I wanted to coach the rest of my days. But um, you know, I, I took that job and I haven't looked back. So a little bit a little bit different. You know, some people I think know that you know what they want to do for a long time or they have you know focus on that. But I think I just love the game. I love being around the game. I love um, you know I've really grown to love teaching it and. Um, I wasn't sure at the beginning that I was going to love that, but I certainly love playing it. And I think that that's really kind of where the, where the origins started. So. Uh, that's awesome. You, you I, I saw you, you got a master's in, in political science from EIU. Um, mm-hmm. what, was there anything else you were, you were kind of considering maybe if, if, uh, if you weren't going to stick with the coaching, what, was there uh, anything else you had thought about maybe doing? Yeah, I actually was considering law school. So that was, I was considering being a lawyer. Um, I just didn't, it just wasn't calling to me like coaching was, but I did think that it was a great background just in in discourse and understanding how to communicate and, and write and things like that. So I was, it's a, it was, it, I still use uh, parts of that to this day in terms of, um, you know, just being able to, the, critically think I think is important. And there was a lot of that in, uh, in that curriculum, but I did consider being a lawyer. Yeah. More crossover there than you would probably think. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh how, how did you get into softball as you were growing up? How did that become, uh, the sport that, that you decided was, was the one you wanted to play? Yeah. Um, well came by it naturally. So from, from my first remembrance of just being outside playing, my dad was a huge influence on me. So he played on numerous, he played on a couple men's fast pitch teams and also some slow pitch teams, but he, he was always on a team and we were always at the field. So I grew up watching men's fast pitch. I grew up just in the outfield, um, shagging. I can, I still remember when I think about that, like how high the ball looked when I was seven and eight years old and the men were, were hitting BP and I was out there trying to catch the balls. Um, so I was doing that from when I was tiny and it was just a game that I always shared with my family. Um, like I said, my, my sister played as well, but my dad was always playing and that's really where it started. And I just love the game. I ended, I, I played um, basketball and field hockey in college as well. I'm sorry, not in college in high school. Um, but, uh, softball was always my love. And I just, uh, I mimicked, I mimicked the men's fast pitch players and that's how I started pitching. And it just kind of took off from there. It took me, most of it was um, disastrous. It took me a little while to get the mechanic <laughs> right and to be able to, uh, I threw kind of hard, but I could not throw strikes. So I often penalized the team that I was playing by hitting them 15 times. Um, but once I got that figured out, um, you know, I, it really kind of took off. So, but yeah, my, my dad and my family are just huge, huge influence on me there. Uh, that That's awesome. How did, um, is it is that kind of the same thing as to why you you wanted to pitch was was from from being at those uh, at those games? Yeah, it really was. I just you know, I mean, when you watch uh, you know baseball or softball, the pitcher is the center of the action. And although I'm not an attention seeker or really looking for that, it was it was more of that the person that controls the game. And I think that really appealed to me. And 
um, you know, when position players are kind of there, there's not really as much to, like I said, I kind of just mimicked. I, I like watched and learned and, you know, the pitcher is the one where a lot of the action is happening. So, um, yeah, that kind of spurred my interest in the position and, um, I just always really, really enjoyed doing it. So. Yeah, kind of before we wrap, uh, wrap, wrap this up, something we've kind of been doing with everyone. Um, is there anything you've been doing, um, or, or did do during the time when we kind of all had to stay in the house? Any, any, um, any, any TV shows you were watching, any Netflix shows you were watching, anything like that? You know, no, I actually, this is weird. Um, or probably not the norm from what most people said. I have watched much less TV than I probably did before this. Um, and I, I, and it's because of sports primarily. I have always watched a lot of sports, a lot of everything, softball, baseball. And now with it, I mean, I've watched some old games on, you know, that are rebroadcast, but I don't know. Watching sports that I've already seen the outcome is just not as fun. So I, I feel you. like, yeah. I, yeah um, no, I really didn't watch any series. Sometimes I, I think about that and I'm sort of like, when you look at that, you've watched so much of that. It's like, wow, there was like, there was 30 hours of my life. If you want to know <laughs> when you watch all of that. So, um, but I've just been, you know, the, the unique part for me is that I have, you know, I'm in my second year of, of this position. And so there's just all kinds of things that I've been working on both myself and with my staff that are helping to, um, create a better, uh, an improved and better communication and structure for Louisville softball. And in terms of, you know, the time I had from when I took the job to when I had to like start hands-on with the team was very quick. So, because I got the job kind of toward the end of the summer. So, um, this time has been very, very valuable there. So not to sound like I didn't have any, you know, that not too much fun or anything interesting to talk about, but that's really what I've been working on. And that's been, to me, it's been extremely fun and interesting to kind of dive into just how we're going to reattack when we start again in the fall and, and coming from a better, um, I hate to say it, but more organized and, and structured system that, um, I've been really energized and excited about working on. So, well, looking forward to uh, to it all getting back. Uh, Holly, really appreciate the time uh, here you. today, and and hoping uh, everyone can get back and and get things going as soon as possible, and and uh, start getting ready for uh, for twenty twenty one. It sounds like you've already been doing. Yep, sounds great. Thank you so much. All right, another big thanks to Card Softball coach Holly April for joining us this week. Great conversation with her uh, through her journey in the sport and much more. Thanks for checking out the podcast. However you are, again, we're on Google Play, Spotify, and iTunes. We invite you to subscribe, stream, download, and rate as well. That'll wrap things up for us this week. Special episode coming up next week. Stay plugged into uh, various social media outlets for the Cards to uh, find out what is coming up next week. I'm Nick Curran, and this is Welcome to the Ville, the official podcast of the Louisville Cardinals. (laughs) 